forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast contains puffy buildings, safety concerns, lady animals, and Walt Disney's cartoon Double Life. All that. Plus, we're talking Toontown on today's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, hosted by three guys who would typically spend any amount of money at a Disneyland prop auction, but might skip out on uh, bidding on a bunch of peed-on acorns. I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Jason Sheridan. Hi. Hi. I I am, uh, after we introduce our third host, going to ask for clarification on what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking Wait a minute. You, you probably know. Uh, Mike Carlson, hi. Uh, peed on acorns. Yes. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm saying that there w- we're going to today talk about a bunch of stuff that used to be at Mickey's Toontown, okay. uh, which is closed, has just closed this right. very week. And we're reminiscing about the things that aren't there and haven't been there for a very long time. And among those things, uh, there was a thing called Chip and Dale's uh, Acorn Crawl. Oh, right. Uh, yes, and it yes, was yes. a ball pit where you had a bunch of, you, <laughs> you went in a bunch okay, of acorns. Uh-huh. And presumably, I don't know what became of the acorns, where they all left right, this right. precious yeah. Disney memorabilia. But you can only imagine that the, the acorns, a lot of them at some point were, were peed on. Now, I was just looking for clarification. Context clues kind of uh, led me to that. That right, was right. probably what you were talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. But I was just making sure that wasn't a famous, like, and this is the spot they painted yellow because it's next to Pluto's dog house or something. <laughs> oh, was there and a, a pee? Yeah, maybe there was yeah. a pee joke. Maybe there, like, there's a laughogram. Walt's first movie studio, like, like maybe there was a P Easter egg, like a Lampagram hmm. logo. <laughs> His was that one of the early shorts was P crazy, and it was just a bunch mm-hmm. of barnyard animals all bobbing up and down yep. with music as they all like sprayed wobbly 20s cartoon lines of urine. Yes. And that, <laughs> the innovations from that, uh, he was able to do that horrifying Alice in Wonderland uh, live action. <laughs> live action animated series yeah yeah. Yeah. was it legal in the 20s to animate piss was that is there a was there a law on the books back then that you could actually show urine i don't know i maybe wasn't maybe well the rules have to have been different for the animal i I, I oh that's true yeah fair enough human urine probably but even just sitting in the bowl (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe that's why you, oh, where, where all the animals and the cars and the buildings bouncing up and down to distract all the like stationary piss drawings you're saying <laughs> i am saying that yeah yeah well now we've alienated any new listener <laughs> it's not usually about uh cartoons of bowls of piss from yeah. the 1920s I'm but sorry it's where we got to uh, so quickly sorry. here uh, as we talk about this children's uh <laughs> play area and oh. Land oh, man. that is uh, has has closed down this very week, several days ago, I believe, for a big refurbishment, all um, in preparation mm-hmm. for 
the new to Disneyland ride, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's going to put some new life into Mickey's Toontown, and they're building a whole new facade for that. That's already been under construction, but also in preparation, they're going to revamp the whole land uh, and take over some kind of dormant areas and refresh them, make them nicer. So we're losing Mickey's Toontown for about a year or so, Mm. and uh, today we wanted to talk about what we're losing, what we have just lost this week. Has it been a mournful week <laughs> yeah. for all of us? Oh, Lost, yeah. <laughs> although my discovery was that I, I must have missed the fine print in some of the posts about the new Toontown that's coming. Uh, a lot of it coming back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fresh coats of paint. And oh, I think so. No, addition. I think it's it's ultimately pretty minor, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, if you look at the art that exists, that they put the kind of vague art of what mm-hmm. is coming and what they're changing, not a lot is gone entirely. Um, and I don't know that they've even clarified every little thing and what's what the fate of it is. But uh, mo- most things are, are staying, I would say. Yeah, I, this feels like one of those where they're just gonna they're they're gonna get to hype up something as like a, a real like fresh coat of like not fresh coat of paint. That's actually even uh, minimizing. But they're hyping something up as like a reimagining of the area, and you're like, hey, this is the same place. This is just like a little bit less decaying. Like it's it's little. It looks a little bit better than it did. Yeah, a little more green space. That's what I'm and guessing. A couple more yeah. play areas. Right. I think that's been a that's come up a few times. Like yeah, little kids love play areas, and they keep bulldozing right, it right. to build like e tickets. But yeah. little kids, regardless of technological innovation, still like to climb and run through things. You know. Yes, yeah, which is odd that they're having to make this adjustment now because it feels like Toontown, as built in and opened in 1993, was kind of a kid run around, Mm. jump around play area and sort of a thriving one, I feel, for a little bit. But then, ultimately, like very quickly, every single landmark in it got lawyered out. Right, everything got yeah. like legalized out of existence to where it became a, a progressively less and less fun land. Yes, as you were talking about ball pits, uh, treehouse, uh, treehouse only for children. Like you couldn't, an adult couldn't fit in that treehouse, right? I think you could. I, I think I may have gone up into that treehouse as uh, an adult. I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah, for no, because I never got. Reason. And with nothing to do because it was a trios that was supposed to be it was a slide right once and that was it and now it's they that hasn't been there in a long time so it's just a flight of stairs right so okay so you did go now because obviously this this is closed for a few years now this Chippendale we're talking about that what is it Chippendales what is it called uh, Chip and Dale Treehouse Chip and Dale thank you Treehouse. yes yeah so that's been closed for a while I believe yes. But uh, then, what was the was the slide part of it called? Something it was, oh, it was the Trippendale Tree Slide, right? Before it just became a generic. Uh-huh. Even though, if you look closely on the sign, it's still Chip going down a slide and Dale crawling with some acorns. <laughs> so they still they're doing things that you yourself could not do, right? Uh huh. So yeah, I, I that's you know there's one of those that's one of those things where like you see an old artifact of Disneyland. Uh, uh, that's still kind of stand it that is still standing and then you can't do it like they have they still for many years while we were going uh, had the skyway station kind of 
in the back. You, you would have to know that yeah. where it was, yeah. but it's still kind of like taunting me. So I do feel when I would go to Toontown, I go, well, I can't go in this anymore, but it's right here. Mm-hmm. This is an experience I didn't get to have. Well, yeah. And the I mean, even maybe even bigger than the treehouse was the Jolly Trolley, which is now just oh. parked. Right. And it's like, oh, it's a mode of transit. It just goes around the well, land. Yeah, was it the... Okay, so yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, the Jolly Trolley, it's... Uh, is it from Roger Rabbit, is the design? I don't know if it's, it's ever been in anything vaguely, necessarily, but it's Roger Rabbit-esque. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it's just basically just a big... Uh, big uh, it's not... Trolley. Tro- I guess it's a trolley. That's it's the a word. trolley. <laughs> I think in the early days, it would kind of bounce up and down, like what? we're talking about the old Fleischer cartoons and old yeah, Mickey kinda, cartoons. Yeah, it kind of wobbled back kinda and wobbled. forth. So right. it was not just... It was like the... The you know the streetcars on Main Street, but more cartoonified with right. its wobble and its back and forth. It was a silly little ride that you would take. Right. But then there were two conjoined trolleys, and the second one would sometimes derail or get mm. disconnected from the other. So they stopped doing that. So it just became the one. But then that was just for anybody driving it. It was just a constant like <laughs> honk honk. I don't know if it was a, a, yeah. a, a cartoon honk to get people out of the way, more of a auga. But it's all. It only takes you through places where pedestrians already are, mm. which is a, a common thing in Disneyland, by the way. Rides that just yeah. go over where pedestrians those must all be so frustrating for the like you know main street or the trolley that's now in uh california adventure you gotta just your whole job is just yelling at people to get out of the way for like yeah 60 years they've just been like okay we're gonna take a horse and we're gonna walk it through a bunch of people like we're gonna make this horse walk through a crowd and they've been doing that every day since the park has been open basically or psychologically i think the main street trolley and the california adventure trolley the size is much bigger, and certainly when you have one of those massive horses pulling it, people, I think, more naturally get out of the way. The Jolly Trolley, a little compact to convince people to move, you know? Mm, that's interesting. Can, can I ask you, as a, as a man who likes a slow uh, mode of transportation, yeah. trolley versus train, is it just that a train takes can go a very far length? At far distance? Oh, I think... Or is trolley, is that, is well, that the I distinction? Well, I think trolleys tend to be more like um open air although uh mm-hmm. i tend to be above ground isn't trolleys. it about how they're powered in a way is yeah, that what it is the, no, like the a trolley above yes or below yeah. potentially because there are i think philadelphia the the septa transit system has like a subway but there are above ground trolley cars that are enclosed there's the a trolley at the americana yes yeah that's a trolley Correct. Yeah, and nothing is pulling it. Like it's its right. own. It's get or it's either getting its power. I don't know where it actually is. It a little. Uh, how is the Americana trolley powered? Small nuclear engine in the yeah. base of the yeah that car thing, that could blow any day. Okay. You gotta be careful. Yeah. Um. So inter- Well, I look. We'll we'll do some research into this, and and we'll we'll come back to trolley versus train. Uh, but do you point. have a? I mean, you like uh, you like trolleys and and trains and twains, as in that's true. River. I like all of them. Twain. I think I like trains because like they're nice, nice and long. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a long. I like to get comfortable. I love the the train from uh, the surf the Pacific Surfliner that runs the coast of sure. California. Yes, I Santa like Barbara too, yeah. down to San Diego and oh, many stops trip. in between. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you, it is really you're you really subscribe to the it's the journey, not the destination 
uh, sort of philosophy of life. Like literally, you more you like the journey itself. Oh yeah, I love a long uh, train trip. I love a I like a long flight if everything's going well. If like you know. You uh, like a long flight? Really? That's, that's crazy. I like. I, well, <laughs> I hate I to, like to flight like, shame you here, but that's insane. <laughs> if no one is kicking my seat and children aren't screaming and adults aren't being children, um, uh, yeah, it's you can just sit and read a book. You know, you can kind of watch. <sighs> you can watch movies. You, you you aren't really connected unless you pay for the internet. You're not really like. I beholden. see what you. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I've gotten like good little stretches of writing or reading, and yeah. uh, you know, if the the alcohol situation isn't crazy expensive, or uh, you can like it can be kind of a good like. All right, you 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 tune everything out and uh, um, unplug a little bit. Yeah, there's been plane rides where I was like, I think I specifically enjoyed that that ride not often but i'm trying to i'm struggling maybe the flight to japan was on japan airlines was was not back we know back was not good no we've heard we've heard from me before (laughs) back was not good uh but still no i i am not a big fan of uh flying you're also a taller man so I this am, is yeah. a rougher situation for you i just fit situation. in the overhead compartment so it's a kind of a different <laughs> if i roll up in a ball you've stowed away on planes I've stowed before a, yeah i stowed away <laughs> put me in a crate <laughs> it's a whole con where we took when we went to del close marathon we tried we got a big suitcase and we we did a whole con yes well you know. yeah i just rolled I was, you onto the runway and a guy threw you onto the plane yeah well because that was a you know a fix because i was was on your shoulders and we were wearing a very long trench coat mm, that's true. i don't know they, they fit they it found that it, out it didn't make sense we were a nine and a half foot tall yeah it, ten and a half foot tall sense. man yeah that's believable i would think that's usually just for two children i don't know why we tried that that didn't make any sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're lucky those basketball players were also on the plane yeah they yeah, assumed yeah. you were on the team we had a big no yeah we had a big trench coat but then a big basketball jersey over the trench coat and they went ah basketball player yeah but we picked the the, the clippers were on the team and we we had the 76ers jersey on well, yeah. so that gave us away that was a big mistake too um so yeah so there was a jolly trolley which is honestly a name i don't even i'm sure i've heard it before but then i was looking through this and i was like oh jolly trolley okay mm-hmm. i guess yeah. that's a good that is a good name i think you know it's one of those it looked really good in the opening promotional footage seeing this trolley wobbling mm-hmm. around that had crazy eyes and was bright and colorful and then it just sort of slowly stopped that's a weird it's such a cursed land in a way where and where i feel lucky because i did get to go in the first year of it so i did get to see pristine perfect out of the box toontown uh and then just bit by bit it Mm. all kind of went away it's not without its its charms now but it does need this refresh pretty badly i'd say yeah Yeah. when it when it first opened i remembered it being featured in like disney channel specials or parades or what have you and it it was one of those feelings as a kid like like the indiana jones ride where i was like well i'm very jealous because i'll never get to go there Wow. You know, that was one of those. those that was with me. That, that was my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I so said never, ever. I've said this many times on the show. Yeah. I, Toontown was one where I went, oh my goodness, this is the coolest thing. I'll never go. Why would we ever go to California? Yeah. And that was the real Toontown. I mean, there was Toontown Fair. Right. In which we which talked about Mickey's Birthday needs. Land. We did that. Yeah. Before. I saw that show. I, I loved that. I loved smelling the burnt cake. 
at the end of the show when the cake <laughs> mm-hmm. got screwed up. I mean, I didn't like that. I didn't like that there was an error. I didn't like there was a problem, but <laughs> I would prefer that just the cake got baked. <laughs> I have a question. Did we do Mickey's birthday lamp? Here's okay, Scott. I also real I also no. had the exact same thought. I go, no. wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we did, did we did mini moo. Yes. And that's why. Oh, that's yeah, why. Mike, we broke so. off just the cow that had oh, a Mickey Mouse right. shape on the, the side. Cow. We clearly haven't done the land. I we the same only thought, but we broke off the cow, so you don't have to cover the cow, the cow for 45 and minutes. And just to clarify, Michael, it went Mickey's birthday land, mm. became Mickey Starland. Mickey Starland. Did Briefly we do Mickey Starland? No. no. We didn't? <laughs> we have but, so much more of the shit to go. And, and then it oh. briefly became Mickey's <laughs> toy land, and then eventually it Mickey's became... Mickey's toilet land? Toy land. Oh, I wish it was Mickey's toilet more pee content uh and then finally mickey's toontown fair before you know close but i could see bob chapek tomorrow i'm announcing mickey's toilet land an exciting new endeavor with the american standard company of toilet makers (laughs) would not be out of character for him um okay so we have not done okay because i had the exact same i went man we really i thought we did it but okay. No, we, we got quiet, a lot more Mickey diving we to do. We quietly just did, we hit, what, 250 episodes or something? Yes. The other yeah. Day? But it doesn't feel meaningless with the second gate and like, where do you yes, even, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know, everything's, which well, somebody doesn't tell everything us, feel meaningless sometimes, Scott? I don't know if that counts on Fox. for saying it, yes. Oh, <laughs> everything, yeah. Um, fi- fi- somebody tell us if it's 500 and you're sure it's 500. We'll try to, or tell us when it's 497 and then we'll try to. We'll try uh, to do a thing when acknowledge it, yeah. In some way. Besides that, okay. I, I can't. I can't keep track of that. I can't keep track of what we've covered. Here's a confusing thing, also about Birthday Land, mm-hmm. is that it has come up before. Because here's what we have done: we've done Roger Rabbit. We did yes, an episode I know about we, cartoon. Spin. I know we did it for sure. We did an episode a little over a year ago, I think, uh, about Mickey's house in Toontown, yes, which also kind of, of covered. Course. There was a Mickey's house in Birthday Land. Now, something that has come up many, many times, and that I make a point of bringing up as much as possible is a special where they take you around Mickey's birthday land and uh, you see some of Mickey's house and my favorite quote ever, when I have to make a telephone call, I use the den. <laughs> Never get tired of it. This a weird, weird mundane weird voice. thing with a weird voice. <laughs> now, <laughs> yes, which right after, there's a really aggressive one right after, anybody for a cheese sandwich? Cheese sandwich. So here's a thread that nobody has thought about since, but I've been meaning to bring up uh-huh. for, for a while. And I don't think I have, right? I, that I discovered, we, we, it was left as a question when we covered Mickey's house, who is the fake Mickey voice? Oh, right, right, right. And I figured out who is the fake Mickey voice. Okay. Uh, and that is a name that has come up before, and that name is Jack Wagner. Jack Wagner, known as the voice of Disneyland, yeah. uh, who in his regular speaking voice does a lot of like opening and closing announcements and is well known for, uh, please stand clear of the doors. Uh, uh, so, and he was very responsible for the Main Street Electrical Parade, very esteemed mm-hmm. uh, Disneyland personality. And through some weird IMDB or something, I don't know how I got there, but I was looking up weird specials and trying to figure out something else that had the right wrong aggressive Mickey right. voice and I found a special where he was credited and I finally can say that Jack Wagner is the weird wrong wow. den Mickey wow. which brings me to just before we dive into maybe the history of Toontown mm-hmm. I wanted to play this great clip from the special where I figured it all out um I don't know when this is from, probably like mid to, or, or to early 80s. It's called Magic Kingdom Yuletide Special. <laughs> and uh, this is, uh, 
can look this up on YouTube, but this is a weird... I think uh, Jack Wagner is all the characters in this, including oh, wow, Scrooge. really? Because everybody's a little... Uh. They're, they're not allowing this off of voices uh-huh. anymore, I don't think. Um, and I'm playing this partially for that and to hear Den Mickey, but then also... Every actor you're about to hear, every voice you're about to hear, this whatever this production is, is so delightfully um, waiting for Guffman, Red, White, and Blaine. Like, uh-huh. every performer in this uh-huh. is just so wonderfully overdone. Uh, so this this is just a little bit of uh, Christmas magic I've been wanting to play for, for a while. Uh, so the, the, the setup is that uh, Scrooge doesn't like... Uh, Christmas. Oh, of course. And then Mickey and some, uh, you know, human friends we've never met before are all mm-hmm. trying to help the situation. Enough of this Christmas nonsense. I don't believe in it. But Mr. Scrooge, Christmas time is the most magical time of the year. <laughs> A time when the most wonderful and unexpected things can happen. That's right, Mr. Scrooge. And all you have to do is let yourself go. Be swept up in the excitement. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Humbug. <laughs> <laughs> You can have it. Oh, dear. I wish we could change Scrooge's mind about Christmas. So do I, Wendy, but some <laughs> things are very hard to change. Don't underestimate the power of the magic of Christmas. Hey, let's not let Scrooge ruin a great day. I've got it. Let's go for a sleigh ride. A sleigh ride? That would be great. But where are we going to get the sleigh and the horses? Yeah, it seems we need a little of that Christmas magic ourselves. Okay, <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> All right. Then he like waves his hands no, around and creates a video toaster effect. Um, you asked for it. You asked for it. Asked for it. Every, but some things are very hard to change. Every, every performance feels like they were in a different room in like a different like with a different like camera crew and director, and they edited all the all of them together. They're all like talking to no one. Maybe this was done during a, a, a previous pandemic that we've forgotten. About. Oh yeah, maybe. Or yeah. All everything was separated by zoom this was right. some uh, 1974 pandemic we've uh, erased from history <laughs> okay you asked for you it asked for it <laughs> hands in the air buzzer you could probably i think meme or whatever you would call it memifying that you asked for it can be the next uh, yeah. i use the den okay you want a you want a weird statement about what's going on in florida you asked for it the official Mickey Bob Chapek like mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> that is that we finally found a Mickey that uh, matches the Bob Chapek era. Yeah, right. <laughs> Chapek really should bring back this mean Mickey. You want fast passes to cost twenty dollars a pop? You asked for it. Yeah, this asshole is, Mickey. This, he's just the fixer. He's the Josh Brolin character from Hail Caesar, and that's what I was telling you guys beforehand. That my new character I'm interested in, the current CFO of Disney, who just keeps saying insane things. I'm oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you want yeah. to share one of those? Yeah, yeah. What? Because we it, again to bring back something from Celebrary, the guys. We got we got another we got, guy. Yeah. He's a female guy. But yes, and and I mean the most egregious was she said like yes portion sizes have shrunk at Disney restaurants, but that may be beneficial to some guests' waistlines. Like oh what lady what did you say <laughs> what did you say to me Lord we're uh, helping you we're helping we're actually you. helping you Toby and then like the ticket prices going up and said like uh you know some people have more money than time you know. That's just the way it is. Deal with it! Deal with it, <laughs> Deal with it you fucks! You asked for it! 
<laughs> the official Mickey of the JPEG era <laughs> is here. <laughs> we made Modern Family eat shit. We don't have to do anything else. Went to the Elon Musk School of Public Relations. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write the statement, JPEG. Shut up. Get off Screw the damn laptop. Screw yourself, Do I have to do everything? Screw yourself, Joe Hansen. It's a lawsuit. Want more money? I'm calling DeSantis. We're going drinking again. Take off the mask. You don't need to have that. It's been ridiculous. This is a prop. It's been ridiculous. Political prop. Oh, God. <laughs> the best was when DeSantis said that, and then the two dunces behind the kids, like, co- they're not kids, they're college students, they're adults, like, the two who listened to him and were, like, took their mask off, were like, oh, okay, the governor said I could. The man is yelling, I Bro, better. Bob Chapek announces Ron DeSantis is, is the new voice of Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then the, oh man, the marketing guy. I forgot, like a less. I mean, I don't know. His statement sure. less egregious, but his history much more egregious. The guy they hired who worked uh, oh, oh, for BP, who was in charge of communication. He just for leaked the, the, the Deepwater Horizon. He leaked who leaked the, the release date of Guardians accidentally online. <laughs> yes. Well, and he I mean, called it yeah, Epcot the, Center and leaked to the Epcot Center parody account. <laughs> Yeah, that was just funny. That was just funny. That was just a funny thing. But some sinister shit. He's worked for some sinister shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A former BP person, and that makes him like way down in the current sinister (laughs) Disney As far as uh, terrible shit. Uh, I think also CIA or Yeah. (laughs) Really sucks right now, doesn't it, guys? Yeah. We're all trying to like. We're trying to get around. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but uh, Jesus. Maybe celebrity is back. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I think it might have to be. For a little while. Do we really want to celebrate this company right now? Mm -hmm. This this company that's all about. (laughs) It's, you know, they're a great purveyor of Rancho Mirage housing tracks mm-hmm. and yes. uh, and rides costing $20 a pop and uh, homophobic <sighs> which, legislation which yeah. which later i realized after we did that episode what the uh, story living reminded me of and it's uh the christian timeshare destination zion's landing from righteous gemstone season two there's mm. a massive timeshare storyline oh, okay, that is yeah. very important so everybody's, check it out folks everybody's pretty gemstoney right now yeah disney did disney get taken over by the by fictional the characters, characters the from gemstones? Righteous gemstones? i think so uh i'm not i'm not all the way to the end of the the last season um, but I am watching it, unlike Yellowstone, which I have not started oh, yet, man. and I am God. going to get to. All I right. promise. You asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're continuing to not watch Yellowstone. <laughs> I, I don't know what Mickey fires BBs at you. Yeah, I'm gonna well, buy it. You better watch it, or I'll buy it. Watch it then, won't you, Taylor Sheridan? I'm gonna buy you out. <laughs> I'm going to get you and your characters. All of them. It's all mine. It's all mine, damn it. We bought Modern Family. That means that we're, <laughs> we're pro-inclusion. 
this is none of this will, I hope none of this makes sense in a, in a why this this all might be relevant this week but maybe it won't be relevant in a couple months if JPEG gets fucking fired mm. as he <laughs> should be and could be I mean all our brains have been destroyed in one way or another so it will all probably just be mush it'll all just be a distant memory yeah 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 you know well, like th- there was a BuzzFeed list of like stuff that happened right before like the 2020 shutdown and they're like remember this meme and it's like no i don't <laughs> sorry <laughs> i do remember parasite winning best picture uh that was cool but then it was just like and then of course love is blind season one debuted and i'm like uh-huh yes yep uh can i can i take us back to the pre-opening toontown no, let's stay. Let's keep. Oh, okay. Let's, let's do a lot more JPEG. No, please. Let's go to the please. past. Topical JPEG. More we, topical dear JPEG. God, material. let's go to the past. And thankfully, that things usually... were when things were less openly evil. Yes. Yeah. Was, no. Uh... So um, this is the groundbreaking uh, ceremony for Toontown. Um, this was from a special. Someone clipped uh, a special, and it had Disney Afternoon Avenue like promotional footage before this and then after it it had a song that went i'm going to disneyland i'm going to disneyland which i know is i'm going to disney world i'm going to disney world so they just recorded the song twice and changed the destination so i think it's a vacation planning uh, you asked for it we're using the song (laughs) okay this is paying those singers once (laughs) this this is the um then uh head of disneyland uh the jack park. lindquist it's jack, lindquist. jack lindquist that's right he's now very he, old. now if he was evil he never showed it this guy seems like the most roly-poly grandpa on me i always got a yeah. good vibe he's not zaddy he's not zaddy but he's he's uh, uh he grand, he's, one is time. he grand zaddy <laughs> oh, i was gonna say he's grampy <laughs> grandpa grandpo <laughs> grandpa uh, highest praise we could give this is a wonder i liked this guy he invented disney dollars another topic we oh. haven't done I don't know if they still do Disney dollars the, with the money that uh, they the don't. They don't. Of, they no. don't. Okay. Although okay. I feel like crypto Disney dollar could come out pretty soon. <laughs> a digital Disney dollar. They get Disney Disney Ethereum. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah exactly. Um, to set the stage, there was a bunch of construction people on stage, and one guy introduces him, and then he does some very big broom work. Like he's really, you know, mo- fake pushing the broom across people the in stage. People in the back. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm quite a coup for us uh, having the characters allow us new uh. tunes into their city you see mickey's toontown really exists it was just another suburb when mickey mouse moved here and he moved in decades ago and over the years it's also become home to many others including minnie goofy mm-hmm. chippendale and mm-hmm. roger rabbit ladies and gentlemen mickey mouse you, you could drive a jolly trolley through those pauses <laughs> that he was taking in that. Hiya, folks. It's really swell to be here. Well, you must be pretty excited about all this, Nikki. You bet. Well, I think we're ready then. Hey, Penny, slow down. I can't stop. Somebody talk right here. 
Okay, so Roger Rabbit drove uh, the taxi cab through the wall at the end. Right. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, and what sounded like, is that just a generic fanfare, or is that the Looney Tunes? <laughs> That's how the Looney Tunes. The Merry Melodies, Isn't that right? how Looney Tunes would end? That's all... Oh, yeah. Folks, the Porky Pig. Oh, right. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, why would they play that? Which is, I mean, that would have been cool if they tried to do, like, I mean, the licensing would have been impossible, but, like, Toontown in the Roger Rabbit movie is, like, it's all of them. It's everyone. Well, they could have everybody. They could have the Looney Tunes. They could have the characters from the King Feature Syndicate. They could have had anyone. Dagwood could have been in Toontown. The Charles Fleischer. That's what I kept coming across. Tribune Company Publishing characters. Yeah. There's Who owns Popeye? Is it King Features? Um... Uh, I forget who owns them. Well, I would like to. There's Max a, Fleischer. Max Fleischer made the cartoons and made Betty Boop and those early Superman. There's a oh right right right. There's a company that uh, called Boss Fight that makes uh, action figures. And finally, they are, they did the a first line of Popeye toys, but now the second line has been unveiled and Wimpy is in. Wimpy and Jason is immediately in. pre-ordered. Pre-ordered, it. pre-ordered baby. <laughs> He's thinking about getting the Poop Deck Pappy toy. They're also producing. What is the population of people who, for the second line of Popeye products, said out loud, "Finally, <laughs> how think, many people on this earth?" Uh, I think a person a text uh, multiple people know jason is the guy for like multiple people texted me about this toy forward for jason. this to jason please i've <laughs> yeah. never asked him for his number mm-hmm. <laughs> having not wished to yeah, text don't about talk. popeye before but <laughs> yeah. uh i don't know i'm not sure how i don't know what the audience is for these these are smaller companies um but wimpy is finally being produced it's very exciting yeah time. this is the same company that made bucky o'hare to- new bucky o'hare toys which I own uh, and are very excited about. <laughs> Maybe even more narrow than Popeye. Me, I like, would think so. Less known, <laughs> Mimi, uh, much smaller amount of time. But they never, you know, they finally made a Mimi LaFleu toy. Is that her name? My Mimi LaFleu, which was... Don't look uh, at me, pal. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You asked for it. Mimi LaFleu talking bits of Mimi LaFleu tangent. <laughs> what, is, what world is Mimi LaFleu in? In the Bucky O'Hara-verse. Oh, she was in the crew. Yeah, Mimi LaFleu. Uh, she you was, sound so annoyed. Like, I didn't... Was, no. You should know. There she was. I she, don't know. She's kind of a. Uh, she's got like. She's a, a she, Paw Patrol. She's a fox. She's not a Paw Patrol. She's a. Give me a tick finger. Tick that back. No Paw Patrol. Damn it. It's way cooler. Um, but she liked Bucky. Maybe on a fucking flu. She was definitely like a. Uh, I guess like a. She was the love interest. She was the romantic lead. Well, but no, Jenny was the re- romantic lead, but she was not. <laughs> Mimi the flu was different. Jenny was where the romance laid. Yeah. Bucky O'Hare, but Mimi LaFleu. I'm trying to think of a good parallel. She was like, um, I guess she was like a Lola Bunny in the original Space Jam. Maybe she was a little too like um, sexed up. I don't know what you would say. Like they were, t- there was too much of like a a male animator was drawing like his ideal fox woman. I gotta mm. say though, it feels like Mimi LaFleu. They hit on a name and then like, oh, uh, we got a clock out at five. Uh, just call the other one Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's saying test situation? It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, boss fight. Shout out to them mm-hmm. for uh, doing great work. They were doing. I they there there is an Instagram account just called Max Fleischer Cartoons, and they were doing some sort of cartoon screening at the boss fight like store studios in LA. Mm-hmm. By the way, check that Instagram account. They, it's the best use of Instagram Live I've ever seen. A few times a day, they'll just go live and show old cartoons. Like, just show <laughs> Betty Boop or Popeye 
uh, or um, I think Bimbo is that uh, fr- uh, oh, Betty yeah, Boop's friend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those Betty Boop cartoons are much weirder than like you know the tin oh, lunchbox no. oversized T-shirt industry will lead you to believe. Well, then the notion, the way she's presented now, which is just the idea, she just represents the idea of uh, sexiness. Yeah, right, somehow right. despite being a giant eyed. Like, what is she? That's but, like, why is that the point of Betty Boop now? I yeah. Don't, yeah. The I aesthetic don't. has jumped to the Cuphead games and cartoon show. Like, yes, that is yeah. that mm-hmm. style. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it would be great if all, if everyone was in Toontown is really the point of this whole tangent here. Sure. Mimi LaFleur, <laughs> Betty Boop, Bimbo, Bimbo. Every character could be in Toontown, but they did not. They, I don't even they think they did not work out uh, thousands and thousands of licensing agreements. Exactly. They did. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, the big thing that had to be worked out uh, to get this land off the ground was that so it came out of the need for a place where d- uh, you'd be guaranteed to meet Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And uh, so it was all, all structured around that. So there and there have been different plans for such a thing in the parks i found out that in on the via the channel review time mm-hmm. that there was a thing planned called mickeyville yeah. for tokyo but that was still kind of in fantasy land aesthetic that was like a little european town where they'd all set up shop and like mini at a candy shop and stuff like that so that was not that's where they uh, work in europe right not in japan <laughs> not where they right. live uh then some imagineers i think include there's a guy named joe lancezero who seems very nice and cool who is it seems to be like a vocal the the person who led mickey's toontown uh he did plans for something called mickey land um that might have had not just the it definitely had the characters houses component but it might have also been a catch-all of other stuff like it the other half of it may have ended up being hundred acre wood mm-hmm. and they were going to get winnie the pooh in that way right so that was a possibility but by the time this was pitched it was eisner era he's trying to get recent blockbusters into the park he already was saying as much roger rabbit as possible there's a lot of uh, roger tons of roger rabbit odds and ends in the then new disney mgm studios mm-hmm. So he said, why don't we, it's not Mickey Land. You can do your Mickey Land concept, but can it also be Toontown? So it's kind of, you divide it in half. So we've got yeah. a Roger Rabbit section and a Mickey and Friends section. And that's what you see today. Yeah, it's it's interesting. All those ideas that like you always find have been bouncing around Imagineering forever. And that's like, they obviously wanted a spot for Mickey forever. Yeah. And then just because of Roger Rabbit, this all like came together. Finally was like current and relevant for that time. Yes. Before yeah. they bailed on this character harder right. than they yes. bailed on any character yes. in their history. Yes. Well, I think um, the Hollywood land stuff that was always talked about like oh yeah it'll go behind Main Street and it'll have the Roger Rabbit rides. We're gonna put it Disney MGM Studios and just uh I kept I kept coming across like 
that Euro Disneyland financial hit like killed a lot of projects or scaled back a lot of projects. It killed so. everything. Well, now like because you know in in the defunct lands and and the review times and the different videos of the world that that uh, catalog these things. Like now the thing you'll you'll always hear it's usually other stuff, right? It's well due to September 11th or now due to the pandemic. Euro Disney is the only mega meltdown disaster mm-hmm. that Disney themselves cause yes it's the only uh themed entertainment like financial catastrophe yeah you're right it's not well until it's like uh but then the day that uh, bob chapek took a a flamethrower to uh the magic kingdom Mm. yeah he burnt the place down Mm -hmm. specifically (laughs) before cops shot him (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) oh cops would never shoot the rich are you kidding (laughs) Uh, well, I guess California Adventure then came along too. That was another, another one. And uh, some people say Hong Kong Disneyland, but I don't. I don't think that really made as much of an impact. Yeah, yeah but Euro Disney's uh, this like melt. Like it's the they couldn't ignore it. Really, is yes. what it is because obviously they don't. Companies don't want to take blame for something like that but it was just too big to ignore yeah so yeah. they had to use it to explain why thus hurting the disney the disney decade was essentially mm-hmm. over in two three years yeah <laughs> yeah over almost before it started the disney yeah few years not decade <laughs> disney, disney couple years fifth of a decade yeah mm-hmm. uh, i mean the juxtaposition i i think with like how big all the movies were and then how euro disneyland just didn't did it just had a bad open a bad start out the gate but then by Cal- by the time california adventure opens like fortunes across the company were not doing well so it's like well this isn't great it's, yeah but neither is tv and neither is movies so right, right. you but, know yeah every the hubris that look we uh in some ways you can admire the eisner hubris but the hubris to build <laughs> i think as tony baxter or other people have talked about like you know, it makes sense in Tokyo because that's sort of adults don't like turn up their noses at animated things versus Europe. We're going to build a big, fun cartoon thing in the middle of Europe. Maybe yeah. is a little bit a place uh, where they we've like we've all we've done is announce it, and now they are they're specific. They're they're throwing uh, vegetables yeah. at us. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was not. It it took like a generation. Of like people, it had to be there for a generation for people to go. Yeah, I guess it's okay. <laughs> Like people that. had to grow up with it and not like yeah have, not have known that stigma because they were uh, one year old when the right. stigma existed. So yeah, the Eisner, you know, worked. Uh, look, the it worked sometimes. It didn't work other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind well, of the, the folly. And now they do have that. Now they do like they put out that big commemorative book. There's like social media accounts of like remember the early days of Euro Disney and it's like oh I went first year to open you know yeah, same yeah. as any park people remember it fondly after enough time yeah you know? yeah no, they they knew it would happen uh, um, there was something else contained in that that clip that you played Jason because the you know the real story of this is what I just said they want to play yes. Steve Mickey and yes. blah 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 yes uh, what <laughs> really unpack, the, the real the, yeah, the, the narrative story and this is yeah well let's get to this I, I send you guys so a little, excited about little this. email also if you I don't know I don't know what you're about to share I think it's what you are Mike, too. but the yeah so uh, the fictional backstory of Toontown is that Mickey's Toontown mm-hmm. predated 
the theme park that uh, Mickey's celebrity is popping off Mm -hmm. in the early 30s and he wants just a little middle America suburb to call his own. I think according to the story, at one point he was there by himself and then eventually got lonely. He wanted to keep what, in touch yeah, what with... What do you take? I'm curious what you have. Is well, this, I have do the, you have the comic strip? <laughs> I don't have the comic strip, but I have it. Uh, uh, the actual, like, uh, somewhere this was written down as far as the narrative. And I, I found it in that review time uh, video. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Toontown was a hidden Toon suburb that Mickey Mouse had moved to in 1930 <laughs> to keep in touch with his humble Midwestern roots. Now, okay, now in canon here, Mickey is from the Midwest because Walt was from the Midwest, I guess. Yeah. But even though Mickey was created when Walt lived out in California. Yes. So I don't know why. But no, Mickey's Mickey's from Nebraska. Mickey is from Nebraska uh, with his friends following soon after. Okay. (laughs) So there there are three paragraphs here. Let's unpack this one first. Mickey. Okay. He moved out. So so if we think about the narrative in the... um, California Adventure suitcase in a dream pop-up show, which is a show that happens on the street of California Adventure with some newsies. And then Mickey pops up and it's sort of talking about how Mickey came out to California to make it big. Yeah. So that's also canon is that Mickey, I guess here it's the same thing. Mickey lived in the Midwest and came out here with, with Walt. Well, there they meet in Hollywood. So this, but this canon is saying that Walt yeah, I, it feels like they met in Hollywood. It's not canon that Mickey and Walt like lived together in a like a studio apartment in the Midwest, mm-hmm. and then there were like two buddies that moved out. <laughs> I don't think that's what the narrative is. What's the okay? The little right in the, where that show happens that you're describing. There's the statue that's Walt and Mickey, and they both kind of got their suitcases. And yeah, presumably a dream. Of course, uh, you could see it in their eyes. Is that have they? Is that them meeting? Did they bump into each other, both carrying suitcases? <sighs> oh, sorry, I'll clean that up for you. What's up? What's up, Mickey? We have to. You know, I'm we have. To, <laughs> um, Walt, uh, if we can look up, Jason, do you have? Is, can we look up the lyrics to "Suitcase and a Dream"? Because I think that'll really. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let us know exactly what the narrative is. And Mike what, asks, acts like that is a, a chore. I'm pretending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretending for the podcast. <laughs> if we had to listen to Suitcase in a Dream, if, if somebody made us. Uh, <laughs> and, and Scott, where do you know where that background is from? Like, where did they publish that? that um, well, uh, you, if you also, if we're giving you too many tasks here, but uh, both of you have in your email now a comic strip that I found that explains uh, a one pager that explains all I of see. this backstory. Okay, but we have to a couple more things, Scott, to get yes, to yeah, before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here are the lyrics of Suitcase in a Dream, and here is, I guess, the newer canon. Mr. D- so do you want me to sing? Should I sing it, or should I just, maybe I'll just recite it. Should I do all of it, uh, for, including Disney, the choruses? Or uh, Mr. It's like, Mr. Disney traveled west. Like, that's the type of singing in the song. Uh, it's But Mr. Disney traveled west, just a few bucks to his name, along the way he met Mickey Mouse. On the, the train world will never be the same. Is it an analog for that he drew Mickey on the train in this world yeah, where Mickey is real? Where right. he that he that Mickey just they like bumped into each other on their way in and out of the bathroom car. <laughs> right. Sorry, I stunk it up in there. So Jason is correct about a long train ride because magical things can happen when you're relaxing on a long mode of train a long trip. That's right. Yeah, the narrative that he he came up with Mickey. And right, but he actually like, don't call him Mortimer idiot 
what are you doing? So uh, so he met Mickey on maybe a train. Doesn't say that in the song, but that's probably what they're implying. I want that slice of banana cream pie. <laughs> yeah, they both reached for it or something. Or can, can I borrow a cigarette? This is an insane amount of lore of canon to dump in a comic strip and an old yeah. man giving a press conference. So, so okay, there's two more paragraphs of, of this thing. So when Walt Disney was looking for a location to build Disneyland, Mickey pointed him toward a large orange grove nearby for him to build his park. Yeah. So Mickey told him where to build Disneyland, which was nearby the suburb. So Mickey went to Anaheim. Yeah, Mickey had a private housing development. <laughs> The original Cotino, in a way, right, yes. in Anaheim. He cho- and he, he developed just a sliver of it, but left most of it just far. Didn't bother the, the farmers or right. whatever who owned it already. <laughs> hey, you want some cheap land? I know where to build. Uh, and yeah, in this, in this world, he, like, Walt's his landlord. Essentially, yes. Or, 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 I'm sorry, no, he's Walt's landlord. I'm oh, saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he sold him cheap farmland. So after the park opened, Mickey and his friends would travel between their Toontown homes and Disneyland to meet the countless guests that visited the park before eventually deciding to open their hometown to the public, digging a tunnel through the berm. <laughs> Important. Mickey, Goofy, and Donald and Minnie all dug a tunnel together. Through the berm. Through the berm. <laughs> Walt built a berm to keep the tunes out. Right. He didn't want them. We're running a professional uh, of fun organization here. We don't want. But to, as soon as Walt was people dead. People aren't going to take it seriously if there's a mouse walking around. Right. As soon as Walt was dead, they were like, we're building a tunnel here. Well, but they when they closed that big picnic area where companies would do company picnics and get hammered. Close that down. Opens up room to build a tunnel for cartoon characters to go through. I don't think I know about this picnic, this drunk picnic place. Oh, didn't we? Where did I hear we about? We haven't like, done like, an episode about the drunk about the picnic. I it must have. I must have heard about it on on Disney Dish. I think it is what is now the downtown Disney parking lot. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they they you know the corporate companies were like, look, we want somewhere to have our company picnics, and our executives like to drink beer. <laughs> and so people would get hammered and then go into the park. Basically uh, you're saying on adult, adult libations, you're saying? Adult libations, They, yeah. they said, I imagine. It, it yeah, essentially yeah. predicted downtown Disney. <laughs> um, can um, can okay. I just say... Wait, wait, are you still... Yeah. Do you still I'm done. I'm done with my portion of that explanation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I, I gotta say, this is... Uh, 1940-ish Rogers gang makes downtown a happening place. <laughs> Usually in yeah, history... Well, you're saying that's something from the comics. Yeah, we should saying. talk. Now we have to go through the comic strip. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Panel by panel, Jason. <laughs> sorry, Don't get sorry, ahead of you're yourself here. Big, People he, have been going to Toontown without knowing any of yeah. this backstory. And it's been, that's why... Yeah, that's pe- why this place needs to be closed down and we need to stop down and reflect on mm-hmm. why you're going there and what the... the you know, so you can live your Toontown story. There should be... <laughs> there should be a roadie... <laughs> style pre-show before you go into toontown with like three pre-show rooms that explain this narrative <laughs> before you even step foot in the land but yeah you're right so now so at that at that point in this in this comic uh yeah mickey is already mickey lives in anaheim he suggested this land to, or no no he hasn't suggested land to wall roger roger and his gang invade in the 40s well yeah which is confusing because usually the suburbs don't come before the city that has not historically been <laughs> the mm-hmm. case <laughs> 
Uh, so can I go? Do you want to walk through these? Pa- what do you want to do here? <laughs> I, this is just like if anything struck you. Oh, everything strikes me. Um, so so basically the first panel just says a star is born and like there's two like old timey folks. They've just seen Steamboat Willie uh, and they're very excited about Mickey. And then the next panel I would like to point out, it says 1930 something and Mickey is at his desk and he writes there's or he says there's no place like home. If only I had one. <laughs> Which is really like have a house. Mickey he never he right. got to Hollywood, got discovered really on the train by Walt and just hit the ground running and never he he doesn't have a place to live. This is a mistreatment on a Judy yes. Garland level. A hundred percent criminal what Walt has done. To him. Right. He has just been sleeping in his office. He looks exhausted already. He's like eyes are closing. He's at his desk. And with a, a full itinerary, meet yes. and greet, see new, meet with Walt, see new merch on the right. set, uh, calls, uh, he owes calls to Donald. Mm-hmm. This is this is crazy. He's being worked to the bone. I know. It's it's real cruel. It's so, yeah, early early show business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it says soon after, and then it says Toontown West in the back. And Mickey is shaking hands with a in, un, like an unseen, un, a faceless, a suited hand. human man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's with it's Pluto. Daniel, it's Daniel Plainview. He's buying the land <laughs> from Daniel Plainview. <laughs> oh, I look at people and I don't find much I like either, Daniel. <laughs> uh, you drink my milkshake? <laughs> I can't dig for oil under this place. Then why'd I buy it? <laughs> yeah, the only thing is, if uh, Mickey gets beat up by a bowling apparatus, it's just a big big bump comes out of his head and he sees birds around his head so that might have gone smoother not so for daniel no seen the end of the movie yeah uh so yeah then mickey moves in uh his friends eventually join and i or says in no time uh and then why is this fact so odd to us that i don't know why they took the time to say mickey lived alone not with Minnie, <laughs> for not yeah. with his uh, his long-term mickey, girlfriend mickey was able to his... sew his oats for a little while <laughs> in anaheim if that's what they're getting at and, and and outside of this mythology by the way um it's also explained elsewhere that the reason that donald is on a boat and not a house in Toontown mm. is because he lives in Duckburg. Right. We know this. He so he right. is only docking sometimes in Toontown. Well, Mickey's birthday land, I believe, took place in Duckburg. Like when you get off of the train in in Florida, the version their version of to- one of the versions of the Toontown in Florida, you'd get off the train to take you there, and it would say you were actually in Duckburg initially. But yeah. wasn't wasn't the canon at one point that that Mickey's house was his like vacation house yes which we've talked about on an episode i don't know which one but on an episode we've talked we have talked about that at least one episode yeah i don't think jack lindquist is still alive the the, the man who heard in the clip earlier so, yeah but i feel like if he heard any of what we're saying today he'd say what's wrong with you damn kids You're, <laughs> i made you a place to run around and play why are you getting caught up on this it's been decades well <laughs> you're he, wasting your time today even the three sentences they had him say i was like what Re- what <laughs> yes they call yeah you you asked for it <laughs> you asked for it jack yeah what are they supposed to do but pick this apart on a podcast years I later didn't, i didn't think it, it was even more convoluted than his introduction <laughs> 
Oh, I would love to be yelled at by Jack Lindquist, <laughs> especially if it was in that slow way he was talking in that video. Well, to take some nice pauses, yes. Take a break, kind of get back up from the yelling. Yeah, yeah. And help you absorb it. Um, I hope to be yelled at at least by one CEO of <laughs> Disney or otherwise. <laughs> well, there's one days. who's pretty likely to well, yell at all of us that's before true. he's done. That's a lot true. less endearing than old Jack Lindquist, too. <laughs> Hopefully, after the, after he's done being CEO, he'll be on Cameo, and you can pay him like a grand to yell at you. <laughs> uh, Michael Eisner started his specials by saying, hello. Uh, he's good. JPEG's going to start his specials by saying, hello, you fucks. <laughs> Unappreciative fucks. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> the heel, we were really right about that heel, uh, him turning yeah, heel. Yeah, we were joking about the that heel a turn. A couple weeks he, prior. He really did it, and it was much less funny than we described oh no, it was not yeah it was yeah, not I funny know. if only and he'd taken if it had been, we wouldn't be mad if he was just wearing like leopard colored spandex and uh, yeah that's true yelling cartoonish threats yeah uh, and it's certainly much less than some wrestling heel turns where everyone just glowers more and like seemingly twirls like a snidely whiplash mustache sure he should have all snidely should have been in toontown too oh uh, yeah the jay ward character should have been all over that yeah because you could have two uh, Dudley Do-Right rides. It is surprising that Disney <laughs> has not acquired, like, Rocky and Bullwinkle and such. <laughs> Give them time. Yeah. It'll, it'll happen. Okay, we have a lot more panels to go through here. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are with all these jokes and stuff. I don't know. We have more. Back to reading. Back so, to reading. panel seven. <laughs> I don't know. Where are you? Panel seven. I don't know. We're t- uh, Roger. Okay, so 1940-ish. Roger's gang makes downtown a happening place. Okay, so Roger now makes downtown i don't know what that means downtown it makes whatever anaheim we're talking here downtown no, anaheim? Is, no he no. means toontown downtown toontown okay, is okay. where mickey the, was living uh no no he lives in suburbia he, he doesn't like the he probably didn't like that roger moved in he sub- probably wanted to like screw roger on the property mm. so he had disneyland open on the side nearest to him to cause a bunch of noise I for see, his I rates see. to go up. Yeah. And Mickey still lives on the quiet side of town out in the barn. I see. So left Toontown is suburbs, right Toontown is downtown. Downtown. And that's when where Roger and his gang were, were making things happening, basically? Yeah, jazz music and dueling pianos. You know? Okay. I gotcha. Or uh, dueling pianos, but only one of the pianos is being played and the other is empty due to copyright rules. <laughs> you mean because they would get sued by Howl at the Moon? Because they can't have Daffy because they can't do the gag oh. with Daffy. Yeah. I thought you meant because Howl at the Moon copyright. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I, they definitely, the Cal at the Moon definitely seems like a company that has their legal issues in order. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one's really, I feel like, th- this is where it, it like... It, it's all contained in here and it's 1953 and and Walt is describing his plans for Disneyland to Mickey and right here I'd put a beautiful castle sounds great Walt I know of the perfect property nearby <laughs> and the thing under that is Walt a frequent and the only human visitor to Toontown mm. yes now, this is great this is a great detail of it they never had no humans were allowed to visit right so how did they get mail Mickey I guess had to go to the mail just toss it over the burn or yeah there was yeah exactly um, so yeah, Walt was the only cool guy. <laughs> they how did they get like hookups for uh, water and power? Uh huh. Yeah. So w- Walt, Walt was Walt's the only cool one. <laughs> Everybody else, get I guess they, I, I guess they had their. I guess they had like a tune. 
everything. I guess there was a tune post office. They have like a tune. They have a tune mailbox. Yeah, it's tune yeah. water, I guess. They you, can't drink yeah. our water. So it's USPS like a self. USPS won't do the last mile delivery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it costs way more expensive. Way more expensive. It's mm-hmm. like sending mail to China, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it's right next door. He, I guess, yeah. So every like Mickey didn't meet many humans on trains. I guess so that kind of bonded him to Walt. Mm-hmm. forever so walt could go into the toon town and i guess i'm still we they kind of talk about like humans as far as the physics are concerned but i do wonder like did walt ever get an anvil dropped on him or his hand or anything like what what happened there like was he in danger constant danger or we haven't looked into the polo injury yet that might right. have been with like a, a cartoon ostrich oh yeah mm-hmm. we don't know yeah. the ins and outs yet yeah that that is uh yeah that time where walt was in toontown when toontown was hidden is surprisingly not documented <laughs> and i feel like a lot of weird stuff went down <laughs> a uh, lot of weird stuff went down you think tune affairs a hundred percent tune affairs <laughs> please who do we think he was who who was walt do we dare say many Clarabelle? Many, yeah, yeah. We're the single ones. Clarabelle is Clarabelle with Horace. Horace yeah, Collar? she is. But they were, um, yeah, name only. They were Polly. They yeah. Clarabelle and <laughs> oh, you Horace think they were, were? You think they were pretty, pretty chill for the time? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you can kind of get that vibe from them if you watch those early cartoons. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm. <laughs> well, in the way that there's like throughout the 20th century, there's like, oh yeah, there's a polyamorous community or a commune or sure. like you know nudist colony, you know. Always. Yeah. There was Stuff a nudist is- part of Toon. So there was a nude town in, in Toontown. <laughs> there was, yeah. Join up. Some, <laughs> some of, yeah, some of it was just nudist. Some of it was just no pants. Some of it was just, you know, oh, there different yeah, versions. a lot of characters. Yeah, there, it is largely a no pants community right, already, right. be it Donald or Winnie the Pooh. So Walt would just to, to join in, <laughs> leave his pants at the at the city hall. <laughs> what if Walt is, is Rue's father? <laughs> Walt and Kanga. Anything <laughs> never met Kanga's husband. Anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> Walt <laughs> Walt had a secret family in Toontown. <laughs> we recently were talking about secret families and please, Walt, it would help Rue socially if she could take the last name Disney. No no no. I don't it'll be a, mm. a blight on the Empire. Yeah, that's right. This is this is my secret shame. <laughs> There should be a... That's, that's not a panel in the comic we're reading. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Walt conceiving Rue. <laughs> don't take a picture. I don't want anyone to see it. <laughs> <laughs> the only human allowed in Toontown for many years. That's... <laughs> Walt is essentially... Walt opened Toontown to humans just as Nixon... Uh, softened relations and open China to trade, <laughs> to diplomatic relations with. You're saying these parallel. There's a parallel. Yeah, parallel. There's a parallel here. here. Nixon and Walt very good friends. So yeah. makes say. Why did he invite Walt, him? Then? I was going to say, did Walt ever like come on? Uh, would you? Would you let Mickey? Would you let? Dick, come in. All right. He, I just want to show him around. He loves the well, animated like features. The cover of night. Like, yeah, an unmarked car pulled up. The cover of night. Um, but uh, the way this this worked out, Nixon was likely inspired by Walt opening up Toontown. Because <laughs> he would have known. Because this, <laughs> this was all secret. This was all secret until the night, like to the nineties. This was all secret. We didn't mm-hmm. know this was happening at the time. Nixon might have known. This might have been an area of fifty-one situation. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> Only Maybe the- there was a phone on the desk. 
on the Resolute desk. Maybe there was a red line. This one, this one gives me Khrushchev. This one gives well, me was it? Mickey Mouse. This one gives me it, was, Mouse. It, was the, it was the phone that Mickey has in Toontown. That's right. House. It was the silly phone. <laughs> the only person who could call it was Richard Nixon. Nixon had one of uh, Mickey's silly phone on his desk as well. Listen, Dick, I agree with your politics, but Walt and I have an arrangement. Before you know it, this whole place is overrun with people. I'd love to make an exception for you, but I can't. My balls are in a vice here, man. What about a phone? I'll give you a phone. Dick, do not listen to Billy Graham. Do not bomb the dikes in Vietnam. You will flood so much. It was <laughs> sick of being an unpaid advisor. You're gonna kick me some money for this foreign oh, policy. Haldeman's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, like when every time you hear Robert Evans, uh, an old Robert Evans interview, he was talking about how he needed Henry Kissinger at like a movie premiere or something. There was a similar situation with Mickey and Nixon. <laughs> Kissinger and Eeyore got along very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> similar energies. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> vibes, <laughs> vibes are the same. <laughs> But then look, they did invite people into the town. Of course, eventually. After many, after almost 40 years of the theme park being open next door. Yes. So finally, a decision was made that, look, it's too close. We may as well just do it. You know, it's a long commute. You know what? It'll make our commute easier if we build a tunnel, you know, through the burn, whatever it is. Um, Which also suggests to me that we are supposed to believe actually we're traveling a farther distance in Disneyland than what it is. So, like, when we walk through the gates of Toontown, I think the narrative is that we're walk like, maybe we're walking, like, a mi- couple miles, even. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually supposed to be immediate. In the fantasy of it, we're walking through a secret tunnel to get to this suburb. Right, because you go under the railroad tracks. And honestly, it is kind of a pain to walk to Toontown sometimes. It's all the, the way Toontown back does feel the most inconvenient place to go in Disneyland. Yeah, years pass, and I've never been back. Y- uh, yes, so 100%. losing it for a little bit, where it's not because it's not a, a, a conduit to anything else. Right, it's a dead end in the park. Right. Um, so yeah, you skip it sometimes. People right. were speculating though that concept art does look like it would have a second in and out, like we connect to Galaxy's Edge, maybe that possibly Chip and Dale Treehouse knocked down it, not having anything fun in it anymore. Uh, and so, yeah, maybe that, but I was looking at that on an overhead. You got a long way to go. They got to build a big yeah. old bridge. It's yeah. not, you think maybe it's right next door, but it's not. It's like this hypothetical tunnel that Mike is describing. Uh, it's a, it's a long way. So they got to build some weird bridge to galaxy's edge. I think it feels like they're not going to do that, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think too it is the last dead end in the park and runaway True. railway is going to like really amp up the people. That's going true. Back there. I guess you, yeah, yeah, that, that, I guess, yeah. When this opens again, like having a big exciting ride will certainly make more people go i guess we got to go walk back to toontown like that so so it would make sense as far as traffic flow but the other thing is that they're not going to be able to do that thing where toontown closes like before the rest of the park because it's adjacent to where they fire the fireworks off of oh that's right yeah Yeah, they they can't get away with there's a big new ride they can't close that ride at five every day yeah right so i'm not what will they do Hmm. i don't know what will their time closure policy (laughs) we can only we can only sit here and like you know we should just sit here silently for a couple minutes so the listeners at home can contemplate it like we are mm. so we build in a space here they 8 30 do- they'll close it i don't know mm-hmm. they Think keep some more. doing that where it's just like they keep moving where the fireworks are shot off from and where the like 
like to build runaway railway there was like a big backstage area for like maintenance and costuming and stuff that they had to like sacrifice Mm-hmm. Sacrifice. So, sacrifice. Dramatic. They had to give up. <laughs> sacrifice does sound a little extreme. No, I think so. They had to do it some sort of ritual. They, they had just to give it up. Burn it for my god. <laughs> burn it for the ink. Chapek lit a fire. He's gonna. He's gonna start firing the fireworks uh, straight at the employees' cars. <laughs> Those are the new shows. <laughs> shoot! Shoot one of the employees' cars into the air and hit it with a firework for the show. Launch it. <laughs> I. I you believe. Uh, there is a parking garage near where the fireworks are shot off where if you are parked on the top of the garage at least for a little while there was a thing where it's like if you go to get your car if you stayed really late and they shot off fireworks you have a fine layer of ash on your car <laughs> i think it was a thing with neighbors for a long time yeah, right? yeah. you get a- you get ash in your yard yeah, so Chapek's gonna start charging for the ash. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna go door to door, well, scrape go- up the ash. You could. This is a uh, this is valuable Disney property. There'll be a one hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> please. They'll build a car wash at the end of when you're exiting the parking garage, and you'll have to pay twenty dollars to clean your car off of the ash, and you'll pocket another twenty. <laughs> there wasn't any ash on. I don't know that. <laughs> you got hey, you gotta you gotta you want to leave the parking garage, right? Pay the 20 to get your car cleaned. The audience... <laughs> the park attendees spoke loud and clear. The ability to leave the park is an ability that they value above any other. And that's why we're going to finally put a spotlight the story on this, of, the, the story, story of, of leaving. <laughs> the story of exiting the story is something of exiting we are so... began with the first chapter of entering the garage. <laughs> we are so excited to see our guests complete the story of exiting. <laughs> to give them the privilege of the $40 exit fee. <laughs> um, what's like, what what have we not talked about in terms of like, well, panels, maybe, maybe a good the last thing to few co- panels or is that what you're talking no, about? No, I think <laughs> we covered the comic. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no, let's, uh, I mean, maybe the things to focus on here, like what we know is, is, uh, is changing at least a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the big one I think is, um, well, okay. The, the, the trolley's gone. The trolley's already been gone for a long time. They're ripping the tracks out. Uh, uh so there's going to be no even uh, visible awareness that there was once this jolly trolley at any point in time. There's also a thing called Toon Park, which is an odd little area. Did you guys ever see that when it was open or it was like five, uh, plastic shrubs it was very it was very strange and depressing uh-huh. i feel and uh like a real park might be I better it. Um, um weird it was weird okay um so that's gonna be a big open space a lot of this also seemingly is about getting the current the the new shorts version of mickey and minnie places as best as they can because it seems like disney is committing to this is how we're representing mickey and minnie it's how they're represented in the ride it's not the 90s version of mickey Mm -hmm. it's this new those these manic shorts that i think are really great um so i think there's a statue getting torn out that's more of a 90s mickey i think you're going to start seeing like other just iterations of those current mini Mickey and the other characters around. Yeah, there was, um, Oh, is it still up? Cause I, I didn't go last. Is, is the, there was a sign with using the new versions of Mickey and Minnie that was mm-hmm. kind of funny. That was basically like this, like there's nothing to see here essentially. Yeah. Like what giant building on the yeah. construction walls on I the think, construction right? wall. Yeah. yeah. Which was funny. And then that, yeah. uh, um, 
which I think that was after there was all those videos just out of like destruction happening in Toontown. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> which I hate to look. There's a lot to blame, Bob. I know it was Bob Chapek's fault that he was just like demolish Toontown in front of the children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gather more children, make w- them watch. Which also downtown Disney, I was I, I had walked down there not long ago and you can just, there's a really crazy looking piece of construction by where um, uh, Sugar Boo was. In really? the Starbucks, where you're like, oh, that's getting it looks like now? a missile hit that, like it's it's really like visible. Like oh. in the Chapek era, he doesn't not, not mind you seeing like building destruction. Um, yeah, I mean the elements were kind of destroying Toontown for a long time already. Like I I first saw it when I first went to the park in 2006, and like you know that doesn't rain that often in Southern California, but the sun is kind of merciless like and and they i think they ran into the same problem similar to what the problem they ran into at islands of adventure with seuss landing where it's like trying to transport a color scheme from uh children's books or uh animated you know shorts and stuff and painting buildings that like either a flat color or a very bright color it just fades Almost immediately, it seems like, you know? Yeah. In my memory, Toontown was only looked super colorful and vibrant for a couple years. And then they, yeah. they sort of stopped trying to, to keep up. That's, it felt like. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like, you really have to keep up when you're doing a cartoon environment thing. Like, the only part of Disney Sea like, that looked a little bit weird was the Little Mermaid area, mm. which is very, like, car- cartoon colors. And I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering how, like, um, Nintendo Land in Japan has, stu- like, has, like, is it still oh, true? Oh, that'll is be it a already, good point. yeah, fading mm-hmm. a little bit, or are they? Just, I, I assume they they're keeping they have to keep that up pretty hard at least initially. Right, right. Um, so yeah, that that stuff feels like it doesn't. I guess it's because everything else, if it looks like it's kind of rooted in the real world, it can fade a little bit. And it's okay. You don't notice, but yeah, when it's the brightest, when it has to look as yeah bright as a cartoon, you're always going to notice when the sun is taking that shine away. Yeah, and I think um, I'm sure the agreement is even stricter with like the Nickelodeon lands, but I think the agreement with like the Seuss uh, family or the Seuss estate is like every every few years they have to paint, like every five years or something, Uh because they do do upkeep. I, there, I think they honestly do it more than Toontown. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because I can see that. the the guys all uh, the widow I think was pretty strict about like if I'm going to let you do this, you have to do it correctly. She said you know? no more live action movies and <laughs> keep that paint fresh. Yeah, keep keep it. Yeah. <laughs> what are the two uh, things she wanted? <laughs> the Mike Myers cat scared me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, um so, uh, other stuff that is, I think we're not losing, but it is changing. Uh, Goofy's Bounce House. Goofy's Bounce mm-hmm. House, which we've never talked about that length in general, I don't think. Um, this is one of these things. If I, if I didn't say this at, at the top, when, this, when Toontown was about to open, I was so abuzz about I was thinking yeah. about it night and day. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to, to go to Toontown. It's one of the first times I remember having dreams about Disneyland. Wow. I had dreams yeah. about what Toontown was going to be like. I don't remember the specifics of the dream, but I remember an extremely long tunnel, oddly like the one you were describing. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't remember what was in the two. It was just a, it was a weird claustrophobic tunnel, and then I think Mickey's full face filled it. Like it was the, actually terrifying. <laughs> 
entrance, I would say. entrance to Chris Angel's Las Vegas show. <laughs> you entered through a giant Mickey head. Wow. But it was real and you went into his body. Uh, um, I thought about Toontown so much. There was even this mall tour, by the way. Do you know about the Toontown mall tour? No. Uh, there was a tour that went from city to city and covered like 40 malls wow. that brought up like huge toontown sets and a little show with the characters that ran five times a day there's i don't have a, a there's not a clip of this that is good and funny enough to play on this podcast but if you want to watch just the most like mundane sizzle reel showing the <laughs> investors at Kodak how mm-hmm. successful the mall tour was. Uh, this is on YouTube. I think it's called uh, Mickey's Toontown Tour presented by Kodak at the channel JPL Productions. Uh, so mundane. You get to see like, and then, and then the uh, the builders got to work. We built this city. <laughs> dun, dun. Uh, and then like, boy, and it, it, the audience uh, it, you know, in all the markets found that this event was simply irresistible simply irresistible uh really great mundane uh it was in chicago by the way at the stratford square mall do you have any fond memories of stratford square very fond memories of stratford square yeah oh boy um that was no woodfield has your heart it has all of our hearts but stratford square was actually a little bit shoot maybe i'm mixing it up with spring hill stratford square i believe was the mall though that had the waterfall movie theater Whoa. Mm. Which was, a, you would walk through like a waterfall to get to your theater oh. and look out into the mall and there was water and it was like the coolest thing. That sounds like the best place <laughs> that's ever been built. It's <laughs> incredible. Uh, and I was, I was there, I saw, actually, you know what, funny enough, I saw Uncut Gems there like three years ago. Wow. Uh, Still got the waterfall? No, gone. No waterfall. Damn. And, yeah, Damn. That's, that's all gone and the theater's like up on the third level and it's less... That's more depressing than the events of the film Uncut Gems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, but I this tour, I remember like, I, did, I, I never got my act together to convince my mom to take me to the tour. And I thought about it. I still think about it. Sometimes I'm still like, really should have gone to that mall tour. I don't want to <laughs> go to the mall tour. Uh, um, so, uh, so badly did I want tastes of Toontown. And all, and he, all of that to say, uh, Goofy's Bounce House was the thing I was looking forward to the most. Because if you never got of to course. experience this, you go into Goofy's living room and crazy topsy-turvy house and everything in there is inflatable uh his chairs and his uh, credenza and his lamp yeah. everything so you can literally bounce off of the walls and i remember thinking uh imagining what this was going to be like for me when i get in there and mm-hmm. you imagine the version where you have uh where you have flubber and you are just like soaring around you are bounding effortlessly i feel like i imagine that i would be better at the bouncing than all the other kids <laughs> and they would be looking up at me like whoa did he practice mm-hmm. how is this guy so like, i was gonna be the, the employees would applaud when mm-hmm. i was done instead i got in there and was just winded within four seconds oh, no it was so much more like uh, uh, uh painful and annoying and the possibility of elbows right. flying from every which way you had like a limited amount of time like a buzzer goes and then you got oh, two minutes oh. to bounce as much as you can i don't remember the actual amount of time but i just remember it being like so sweaty and dark and disappointing <laughs> and my parents like so and i'm like yeah yeah good it was fine how also how old? yeah five what are you five ish no older than that probably like seven eight or nine or something oh eight or nine yeah okay. yeah mm-hmm. i mean i'm about i love a bounce house mm-hmm 
uh, you, I assume before that too, if you have a kid had a birthday, we never had one for my birthday, but like if sometimes kids would rent one, which was like, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think where else they would be. Well, um, uh, uh, like vacation towns, they're very popular at the amusement parks at the Jersey shore. Oh yeah. Right, right, right. Um, we would do that. Yeah. Cause those were obviously, did those have more surface area than goofies? Cause it looks small when I look at this. It's a little big, small. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like, yeah, you would think it would be big. Because mm-hmm. it would need to accommodate a lot of kids. Yeah. Because um, now these bounce plays, these trampoline zones that fill yes. up all the dead malls, uh, I, these are massive spaces. I guess that's the innovation. I was just thinking, like, I feel like there's not a lot of bounce house innovation for kids, but there has certainly been a trend of, like, how do we make these bounce houses for these older millennials or these millennials with disposable income mm-hmm. there are some yeah crazy ones you can rent or buy yeah i think we looked at there's like a millennium falcon one that might have been like two stories you can oh get God, yes. which is pretty wild and then yeah they sometimes they look almost like um what's the show Wipeout or something there's like a yeah. crazy kind of obstacle course that's inflatable mm-hmm. but oof i still uh we uh, a friend of ours had a bounce house at a party a couple years ago and anthony Gio and i just did wrestling moves the whole time on it it's still good. Still yeah. so good. Yeah. I was it in some bounce house scenario with my son uh, for a lay. It was like a, it was like a 10, 15 minute stint. Might be the best moment of having a child. Just oh, yeah. laugh at euphoria. Yeah. All the pictures are like, wow, I don't think I've seen myself this happy. Yeah. Ever. Bounce I believe house it. truly can be special places. Do Although you- even in that. Uh, I, I like came very close to hurting myself very badly. Did oh, yeah. You guys, yeah. when you did it. No, not in that instance. I'm not. Do you like find cool. them like difficult though? In the way, am I crazy to find the bounce houses to be very? Well, exhausting? I would. They would be tired. I remember being a kid, and they would be tiring. Yeah, I don't remember ever like hurting myself. As an look, as an adult, I'm sure it's very possible. You've heard me talk about the Achilles tendons. I I'm having issues with. Although that's doing better now that I got better shoes. So I'm not. Dis- I'm sure. I'm sure something could happen. But when we were in that bounce house, a couple. Maybe we were just so good at doing professional wrestling moves that there was no problem. We were so safe with so each other. If you're good enough, then so if you're good in a bounce house, issue. you're I, a safe worker. Yeah, I'm very safe. Yeah, I'm like Bret Hart. I never hurt anybody in the ring, uh, in the bounce house. <laughs> um, you know so. what's maybe you know if I have some slightly anti bounce house feelings at all. Maybe it was maybe I had some trouble when I was a kid. Goofy's bounce house kind of winded me, and then years later. Uh, in a relationship that that uh, ended long ago, I was cheated on in a bounce house. <gasps> oh wow! wow. Like I, there was a party that I left, and then I came back to it unexpectedly. Oh no! And there was a lot of like, oh, you Scots, you, oh, uh, huh? Well, okay, well, here, why don't you uh, wait here for a? Moment? And at that moment, oh my god, there was a hookup occurring in a bounce house. Wow! <laughs> wow Holy that's... crap! So now it's all clear. Now it's pretty clear (laughs) that maybe it's like a psychosomatic thing when you get in a bounce house these days. Even like you just start to feel pain. It's like a deep pain you're feeling because of this like memory. It's much more like a betrayal house than Mm -hmm. a bounce house. Well, they literally they look like surreal dream versions of a house in the way that dreams. It's always like it was my house, but not my house. That's how it is in my head. Like it's this like bulbous, unsettling. Right. Tim Burton esque environment. <laughs> were they they're ju- evil to me? <laughs> were they both jumping up and down and kissing on the top of their jumps? <laughs> I hope that's all it was. Uh huh. 
Do you seems th- like more than that would be tough to line up. Yeah, seems pretty tough. Uh, <laughs> dangerous, too, depending on what position we're thinking. Uh, do you think this is what happened with Walt and Clarabelle in Goofy's house? Or <laughs> <laughs> like Horace was out. So, oh, gosh, just a second, Horace. You don't want to go in there. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Uh, you, you'd want to take a look at my garden uh, for a second. Ru- oh, that noise? Oh, I don't know. Probably just uh, some crows in the chimney. <laughs> Let me get you a drink. <laughs> Scotch and soda? I ever said you're a handsome feller. That's- I don't compliment you enough, Horace. That's not Walt's compliment. My goofies are really turning into like <laughs> slim pickings. Man, I'm a man. You mind me? I had it for about two words. I think my first, the first thing I said, I was like, this is a pretty good goofy you're doing. And then I completely lost as it. As soon after. as we both thought yeah. it. Well, this is the scene. Mm-hmm. Whether it be goofy voices or wrestling moves, just don't ever question it. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, and don't, no uh, hookups and bounce houses, okay? No. I yeah. can speak to on the other end yeah. how it feels. And I bet that's how it felt for Horace whenever he found out too. I bet it. Yeah, I bet yeah. it is. <laughs> Walton is... <laughs> cow mistress <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so good tear it down i don't want any i don't want to do goofy's bounces the, uh, uh uh i think it's being reimagined is what it says and i don't know how i don't know what it's because it's just been a regular house for some yeah, time normal house. i don't know what they're doing with it i think the gag factory seems like it's on the chopping block if it hasn't been already. oh that's gone already. that's been it's gone already for gone. a while because of yeah. the thing uh, um do you guys know what goofy's bounce house is in japan this is a, a sort of recent thing that they no, no, the no, only no. thing I know about Japan is that there was a massive entrance to Toontown, like a giant like hangar, right? Almost, or like a giant overhang kind of thing. No, you're thinking of Main Street. Is it where there's like the there's like a big like Toontown? You just walk into, I believe. Oh, I I just mean I think I mean the signs like a lot bigger. Oh, that you're walking oh maybe under, I'm think. not sure. Yeah. Uh, um, mm. It's all well. One one weird thing is it's reversed. It's the exact same mm. physical oh. layout of Disneyland Toontown, but just flipped. So if you go one way, you think you're going to Roger Rabbit, but you're actually going to Mickey's house. You kind of enter towards the middle too, but otherwise, it's so it's like a full mirror version, right? But also, a long time ago, they got rid of. They've gotten rid of all of the weird stuff that was hurting people right too and it's it's i wonder if this is what they're gonna do in disneyland it has been what is it called it's called goofy's paint and playhouse mm. and what it is is a kind of a stationary midway mania it's the same devices uh, it's a it's a string that you're pulling back and sure. forth and you're with projection mapping your live painting his house and causing a bunch of chain reactions and cartoon violence and stuff stuff's falling mm-hmm. over and flipping over and it looks pretty good so maybe that is what they're going to do well, that's a good here, idea and i would say that that might be a, a fun idea that, that seems fun seems mm-hmm. like a plus up um did yeah. you guys come across uh toontown morning badness a show that they did well this was it was it was two parts there does seem to be a show that would kind of open Toontown for the morning mm-hmm. where the deputy mayor of Toontown, there's always a deputy mayor, <laughs> introduces the mayor of Toontown, which is Mickey Mouse. I didn't mm. realize he had yeah, been he's given. A mayor. Yeah, 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 he's a mayor. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lives there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a mayor. Uh, so this was, uh, you, you would get, uh, like, let's say the park opened at nine, you would get an extra hour. So from eight to nine, if you had booked through the Disney Travel Company or AAA, you would get this extra hour. The only thing is, like, 
you would have to enter you didn't you still entered the park like uh, touring plans that are run down on this where it's like if the park opens at 8 a.m but toontown would open at nine you you would be led into the park with everyone else so by the time you trekked back to toontown your hour was not a full hour it doesn't start from the time you get there it start you have to walk over well, it, it starts with like whenever they open the gates, so they you wouldn't still open have the to gate like, early. Yeah, mm-hmm. get through the line and then walk all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and this, infu- you're a, as a, a noted opponent of long walks as soon well, as you get to Disneyland. Sure, from my recent ailments, but uh, yeah, no, I just think it's funny that it's just like you're having to explain. It's like, look, I booked a vacation package through the Walt Disney Travel Agency. Like that's probably why they got rid in 2013. They just started doing those extra magic hours for like all resort guests, like mm-hmm. on-site resort guests. Right, right. So mm-hmm. they got rid of it. Donald's boat. I don't know what they're doing to that exactly, but yeah, clear. it's um, they, you know that had a slide that they don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's or that's been kind of scaled back for yeah. a long time. So I don't know what that means. Just so hopefully something neat happens there mm-hmm. or it's going to be just a different color and the slide still doesn't work <laughs> very very possibly yeah <laughs> um gadgets go coaster i believe is turning into something else yes. i saw that deep in an article probably a, a retheme right um but he's staying a coaster like is is the form yeah i think staying. it'll still be that track we but. rode that with griffin mm-hmm. right when he visited and i i don't think i had done it before and i was like oh if I, it is pretty pleasant little family coaster it's like if i was a little less for 15 seconds it's the shortest yeah. thing it's, but yeah it's you a really nice, as soon as it's over like well, yeah that was it i get it for like a little kid is like their first coaster like oh you them yeah. a little taste of it but yeah yeah but yeah. um yeah they're not gonna do they're just gonna call i'm i mean there is the chip and dale movie coming out and i assume gadget because monterey jack is in the movie have they revealed the plan with gadget but i don't know what the plan with gadget is do you know the plan i don't know okay. i don't know Jeez. but i have been thinking this is if if the idea here is we're getting rid of gadget because people don't know gadget anymore because right from, from rescue rangers. rangers you're right it's odd to do that right before there's a, a move maybe it isn't maybe they aren't taking her out i think i would be disappointed because I would I, I could admit that gadget is probably or was Uh-oh. let's say was uh oh probably uh oh the primary cartoon character oh, wow. who I had a crush wow so <laughs> many <laughs> late episode revelations here this must have come talking up. about real dating history wow. gadget never would have cheated on me in that bounce house gadget interesting gadget um, uh, was very cool. I yes. like Skagit, yeah. I you liked know, all the rest of the I liked Rangers. her for her mind, you see. Sure, I'm not she accusing you of anything. I'm just saying <laughs> Gadget had a cool vibe from the show. I could see that. Yeah. Um, hmm. I feel like it was the vibe that I was attracted, not the the mouse uh, cast, <laughs> not that she was a mouse. I'm not otherwise uh-huh. attracted to mice. I okay. swear. And I know that I just said that sentence and that makes it seem like that's not the it does case. does seem However, like you're, we're not putting any pressure on you to like force you to say something like that, but that just came out. I just want to put that out there that you offered that up on your own. Uh, yeah, because that's what you do when you when don't Yeah, fit. You, No, it's the, vi- look, and the, you know, I, she's got cool hair. <laughs> I, I don't think this is that unheard. I think this is within the realm of, uh, you know, Fox Robin Hood or... Yeah. Um, is it Roxanne from the goof, Goofy movie? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Nice, well, they're anthropomorphic. They have human voices, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, look, I don't I was, think the attraction to Roxanne is based on a, a, a big wet nose. 
<laughs> I don't think that's why. Well, I can't speak for everyone. You know? I was not. I didn't. I was not inter- interested in Mimi Laflew when I was younger. Uh, she was only in the. Oh no, she was. I think in the cartoon too. Yeah, she was in the cartoon and the comic. Um, I'm trying to think. Jason, now. are there any King features into the kid or Popeye well, characters well, you would I mean, like to clear the air and say that you're not, you weren't into them? Oh, I wasn't into. Okay, I was going to say like <laughs> you well, absolutely. I'm were sure everyone not. had a crush on Blondie, but of course she's take, and I don't think she'd ever leave Dagwood. So um, <laughs> that's why nobody was given these rights to Disney because Walt was Dagwood was uh, oh, right. afraid Walt would <laughs> right. He knows Walt's <laughs> reputation in Toon Time. Yeah, he heard. <laughs> uh, I am trying to. Th- I'm really trying to think of all the Disney afternoon <laughs> characters who was I most attracted to. <laughs> Uh, let's think here. Um, Magica Dispel, maybe from DuckTales? No. Hmm. No. Maybe Pete's wife on Goof Troop? What was Pete's wife like? <laughs> Wasn't her name Peg? <laughs> Peg from Goof Troop? What was her uh, vibe? She was just kind of like, she... like a mom, like a cool mom. Mm-hmm. Peg from Goof I, Troop? What I, when I hear that, I think of like, don't you know, but that's Bobby's mom on Bobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't have such a... Yeah, you remember Peg? Come on, Scott. Peg Pete's from wife, Goof Troop? Peg. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, this isn't such a strong memory of of anything. I'm just trying to figure out. Um, she's all, you know. She's, oh, here's, she's, she's very a much mom. It's she's a mom in a saloon. Style, she's but... in like an old saloon dress in this photo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, one or two channels over. I mean, you had um, the Batman animated series with Catwoman. Mm. Every Catwoman, I think, has been someone's crush. Well, yeah, Live no, when, when you get to animated. when yeah, when you get to like, I'm trying to think of like pre sort of like puberty things, like because like I, like when I you're 12 and 13, like you love every ex, ex woman on the X Men. <laughs> yeah, that's not weird. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm trying to think of that weird thing where your like brain is starting to like get confused. It's like seeing <laughs> a half you, human, half animal, and it's like what you do like I feel. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way. Like, in Google imaging for Peg from Goof Troop, this Uh-oh. is a tweet from 2018 from the user Jack's Blade Fitness, and the tweet is: "You ever realize Peg from Goof Troop, Pete's wife, openly cheated on her husband with Goofy numerous times? <laughs> and there are a bunch of photos <laughs> what? of her kissing. And this is the one because here she's a little more revealing, right? What? Like this is like a cocktail dress, and she is laying it on." Uh, goofy in glasses. Is, are these real? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, or else, or else they were expertly VHS aged. Wow, what is that? I mean, I really just threw that out. I don't have such a strong memory of all the I mean, storylines on Goof Troop. Moments technically that he pulled, but maybe there were more. Um, geez, we're finding out who all the all the cheaters are well, in Pete, the Disney world. I Pete, Pete seems like he checked out a long time. He was ago. He a bad, yeah. Pete was available. kind of a bad guy. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. He's he like doesn't Don seem Draper. available he emotionally for weeks yes. at a time. Yep, right. That, that's a perfect comparison. Where are you going? None of your business. I I thought of the the older uh, uh, a crush because I I mean so so many of like the the women on Disney afternoon it's like we're like. <laughs> Very young, yes. uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the the age that I would have been, like pre Nick to, I mean, because I feel like the characters on Doug were more like human, like. But Penny from Inspector Gadget, she had a lot of gumption. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's a human that's a child that's a, oh that's even a child you're looking for more anthropomorphic i'm just looking trying for animals, to remember so it's not weird jason yeah 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 right i'm just trying to the, the animals is yeah the, the only question. acceptable answers are animals yeah because robin yeah fox robin hood that's what really fucks with us as little kids is is that type of thing was, yeah, the, was the, the girl one yeah was marion attractive 
Sure, yeah, she was yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. You're yeah, pretty sure cute. about yeah. that. You right. know what? You've Married. listened to over 300 episodes of this podcast. We never like we don't we don't like talk about women except now this episode when we're talking about half animal, half women. <laughs> oh, what's her face uh, from the Rescue Ranger or not the Rescue Ranger? The Rescuers. Oh, oh, uh, B- uh, Bianca. Yeah. The Josh mouse? <laughs> that was the Josh other Gabor. Yeah, the other Ralph. It was Ava Gabor. It was Ava Gabor. Gabor. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jason. Know your Gabors. <laughs> I mean, I was as a kid. I did watch a lot of Gabor-based content looking back. Jaja Gabor the end is... end of their, their careers. Jaja Gabor was Miss Minerva on the 60s Batman. Ava Gabor was Bianca. Bianca Rescuer. Bianca Rescuer. Uh, you should know these things. Uh, so anyway, who everybody? I was about to. You know what? I was about to call for the listeners to tell us, but don't we don't want to? Don't on, see yeah, that we shit. really want to open. I don't know. I don't want to open this Fielding box. these all day. <laughs> yeah, oh. no, no, thank you. Theirs will be so much weirder than ours. Yeah, which are ours, all perfectly. <laughs> ours are perfectly fine. acceptable mice. Sticks. Ours are normal. Crushes on. <laughs> Um, so don't take uh, Gadget out of the park. Do take all the Bounce House stuff. Bounce Houses are evil. Mrs. What are- I was attracted to Mrs. Potts. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? No. <laughs> no, no. That's just a little joke. Sorry. The duster or the now the duster. Now the duster. Oh, duster. Yeah. All agree. We can all agree. If you, everyone's allowed to answer that question, if they just post pictures of the duster. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just, just our feed is three hundred. You are opening a Pandora's box with that. You, are, I am. Yeah. Bet I could find duster stuff in a few minutes. Yeah, we no. Don't even. Don't will it into existence. Um, I feel like we where do we go from there we could say dry things about how they're changing this this land but uh, i mean uh, um why I, would we want to yeah yeah uh, um i food, food leaves a lot to be desired it I always know, has but, yeah. i wonder if they're gonna do anything with that yeah I there's like a hot, there's a pluto hot dog place and a uh, um a frozen yogurt at one point in time but have any of these been open in the in the recent past at all i don't think mm. some of them some of the stuff did not reopen after yeah. the pandemic reopening mm-hmm. um yeah i mean if you put some of the stuff from florida where you you know they have different colored like cones with like soft serve and they add some sprinkles or like a little white chocolate like character or something well now you're getting into your crushes well now i'm getting into my crushes. but that seems like an easy like an ice cream stand with like you know fun ice cream back in toontown seems like a slam dunk and not like i think probably you don't want to have a meal back there (laughs) is your answer the the characters from the let's all go to the lobby (laughs) short Was there like a sexy ice cream cone? Oh. <laughs> this is popcorn. Get ourselves a treat, you know? <laughs> I don't go to the lobby with you, certainly. <laughs> Follow you anywhere. I mean, we're done, right? You we're survive done, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not There's probably that. other things about Toontown, because we, did, like, boy, we got caught in lore there. If we missed anything, you want to hear us talk about it, we could break off into its own episode. Yeah, Certainly sure. let us know. And also, we figured out we've got all these different, so many Mickey lands <laughs> to get through. Yeah. So uh, uh, let us know uh, what we didn't do so that we could talk about um, uh, Mickey and, and his uh, Nixon relationship mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and Walt's uh, cartoon cheating. <laughs> Um, you can find us on the socials at Podcast the Ride. Uh, merch is available in our T Public Store, and for three bonus episodes every month, uh, check out Podcast the Ride the Second Gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. There's something I, I have also that's maybe that I think is like an epilogue 
probably, mm-hmm. but it's also, and I think it's applicable because it's in the realm of, you know, you're talking attraction between cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. This was expressed uh, beautifully uh, in a song, in a song from 1929. Okay. Uh, the song is called Minnie's Yoo-Hoo. Uh, uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is there was there was some uh, Toontown video I was watching that said, oh, the song that's playing right now is Minnie's Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> and that was a hit song for the Disney company uh-huh. in 1929. It was the first... Uh, song that Disney released sheet music for, which was, of course, the way that you mm-hmm. bought music before music was right. available yeah. to actually listen to. Um, uh, so, anyway, Minnie's You Who. Um, I'd heard of this song. Definitely, it's like, oh, when, like, what are the, the what are the old classic mm-hmm. Disney songs? I even maybe had some book with Minnie's You, but I never pulled it up and listened to it. Um, and and I, I have to play it. Um, if you, I'll I'll play it and then I'll maybe describe what uh, Mickey's, what he looks like or whatever. Uh, okay, here here now, 1929's uh, Minnie's You Who. I'm the guy they call the Mickey Mouse. Got a sweetie down in the kitchen house. Neither fast nor skinny, she's the horse. Winnie, she's my little. <laughs> Does he have consumption? <laughs> We're looking at like the uh, the toothiest Mickey yeah. you've ever seen. He's a, he's kind of Jokerified. He's, yeah. he's a very Jokery yeah, really. 1920s Mickey. Who? All right, we got through one weird Mickey voice earlier. This what is, is this? This is this is. Uh, <laughs> it's also like a very old. He's like an eighty-year-old Mickey. Like a like he's human-aged eighty years old. If you look up who is doing this voice, like is it is that Walt? Yeah, I was Walt say voiced it. Mickey back then, and the answer is no. It is an unknown studio employee. Wow. Nobody wrote it down. This is how much they didn't care about Mickey in the early days. Yeah. Who should we have to do Mickey? I don't know. That guy. Does he work here? I don't know. <laughs> Does he work anywhere? He's not going to ask for any money, so let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that guy. Him calling himself the guy is very unsettling. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is like there was a guy like on his deathbed, and they were like, well, let's look at this guy do Mickey, because he'll die before we have to pay him. He's lived a hard life. Yeah. He is. Look how haggard this man is. Whether it his face is how old is he he's 32 oh god <laughs> what happened an old know. timer let, let him be mickey once uh then there is the opportunity and you guys feel free to take this opportunity to uh sing along okay but a f- very frightening mickey bursts through the a, like a black wall it well, the way he opens the curtain and leers is like it feels like you're looking like it's morning and you don't know what happened to you the night before and then the doctor from the human centipede peers oh, no. in <laughs> hello good morning uh this thing is so scary but then like all right you sing along and uh and the lyrics are on screens and early mm-hmm. the first karaoke perhaps but the voice they leave in here is like what the fuck was music in the 20s? Like, any, all of any of us, you plop us into 1929, exactly as we are with our current level of singing yeah. uh, and the physical fitness, and we would all be the most dynamic <laughs> uh-huh. star in the world. Mm-hmm. We're all straight to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, here, I'll, I'll play all of this till we get, get tired of it. Now, everybody sing. Ready? Go! 
Bring it closer. Yeah, and he needs no horses, and he's my little mini mouse. Very good. And it's reading time for the animals, and they let us can animals. I just turn my heel to the hellshill, and you'll hear me sing this song. That's perfect. That was the. The, if this were 1929, right, that that would have been the best song ever right. made. <laughs> perfect, guys. Two right perfect from, singers. From this into My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean, My Bonnie Lies Over the Sea, the audience would just like lose their mind. <laughs> they're unbuttoning the top button of like the fourth shirt they're wearing. <laughs> Ten times Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Oh, yeah. uh, this raw sexuality. I can't handle it. <laughs> All right, wow. bye. 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 Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, Dog. please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe Dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dog. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.